What's up, everybody? Back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Our other Texas transplant, you're officially a transplant, uh, Boys Bernardi. Boys, how are we doing? Doing well. Um, They're calling me uh, Silicon Valley Bank South right now because I'm overextended in March, baby, and absolutely love it. I'm 4,000K in two Calcuttas, and I didn't even get to witness or have any say in how these picks went besides not picking Alabama. I am $200 deep in the most ridiculous overtime round robin parlay, which is essentially going slots and going upstairs in Las Vegas, which I'm pumped for. And did a March Madness draft, so I'm all in. I'm ready for Thursday and uh, refreshed off the Houston Rodeo last night, which was a great time. And then also in Dallas to see Uncle Mikey, so it's going good. Love it. Love it. You've had all the two weeks and about to have another couple really good weeks with March Madness. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, coming to us live from Naperville, Davey Locks. Davey Fastballs, how are we doing? Nah, you're Mikey Fastballs per blaze, so... You know, sometimes when you got it, you got it. You just throw a 95 on the black and you can't help it. Oh, uh, to Blaze's point, though, the Calcuttas have been decided. We know our teams. Uh, we've had our draft. You have to make one more pick, by the way, I think. And the brackets have been submitted. Most of my picks are in already. We'll see if I take a couple more that, that you guys like here. But, I mean, it's all over except for, for watching the games. I got a half for tomorrow, and then everything becomes a Monday Dave problem. Let's be honest, though. In corporate America, tomorrow and Friday are by far the least productive days. Friday coincides uh, with St. Patrick's Day and Thursday. The start of the tournament is also Stone Cold 316 Day. So, yeah, we're going to be banging a couple beers in the afternoon. Right, Dave? I mean, what? Oh, God. If you're if you I mean, the right way to do it is really just don't even take a day, a PTO day and just pretend like you're working. But I, I'm not doing that this year. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be answering emails. I don't even have to even open my computer. I just want to sit down and watch the games. I'm sitting here. I'm getting blackout drunk. You're leaving me alone, and I'm going to lose all my money, and I can't wait to do it. Yeah, Dave, I'm leaving, at, uh, I'm leaving at 3 tomorrow, but I'm, I'm going to pull Merrick. I'm pulling a file. I'm getting there at 6. That's huge, though. You get out by 3 o'clock, home by 3.30 to watch the Illini? Yeah, that's, that, we- that's the game plan. I, I don't know if you guys listened to part of my take, but Big Cat was talking about uh, how it's so much fun to wait and see where your team when your team's playing because you just build your whole weekend around that. When does yeah. when does Iowa play? They're the Friday Friday at five. Yeah, they're not tomorrow, Mike. Yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah, they're uh, yeah five uh, five fifty Eastern. Yeah, Dave, well, I'm not even planning the weekend for Illinois. It's just one day at a time, basically, with this team. Right. There's no expectations this year. I think I'm going to take them in that survivor pool, though. Kind of have to. Kind of have we'll to. Dave, Dave, you mentioned our Calcutta. For the listeners, who should they be rooting for along the way or rooting against if, if they want to see us crumble? But in that case, they're probably not listening to the show. Um, who, who do we have in the Calcutta? And 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 just, just give us the landscape. What, what do we need? What do we so need in, here? In the big Calcutta... It was a very interesting year. There ended up being a cap placed on it. The early bidders ended up uh, overspending a little bit, and we were early bidders, so we didn't get as much value as we would have liked. Um, But one of the reasons why I like doing the Calcutta first thing on Sunday is it kind of dictates how I'm going to fill out my brackets from there because it's like, you know, we got to just hope that we have, like, luck on our side this year and everything breaks our way and, and, and see what happens. But we do have a couple of good teams. I think a couple of these teams can make a run. Um, we ended up with Houston, we ended up with UCLA, Tennessee, and Virginia. Those last two, I'm not quite as excited about. Um, but you know, if we would, if blazes blaze didn't put, uh, uh, the, the handcuffs on us and telling us not to take Alabama, we could have gotten quite the deal at the end there, but you know, we stand by our morals here on this podcast. Good things happen we're, to good people. We're, we're men of character. You know, we want to be in the right place at the right time, not the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, pretty much if Alabama, uh, if Houston plays UCLA in the final four, we're going to be very, very happy men. Yeah. And I think when we look at Tennessee and Virginia, it's a victory if both survive tomorrow. So that's what we want. We go from there. Well, that's the thing is we have all four teams playing tomorrow and we're going to know by, you know, this time tomorrow, we're going to know, have a good idea. And by midnight tomorrow, we're going to know, we're going to know a lot about how our, how our chances look. Yeah. So obviously we want, Houston and UCLA, which should be fine. Knock on wood. And then Virginia and Tennessee, let's get both of those. And then we'll call it a victory. Absolutely. 
Who'd you end up with in your other pool? Who's your big one? Who's your other Calcutta? Yeah, so I do this one in Champagne, and it's capped at $2,000 per team. And I've done it with someone we went to high school with. Great guy. Former Kelly Business School, Indiana alum. And um, what essentially happened I don't think he got into Kelly. (laughs) He did. He was in Kelly Business School for our semester. No, he was pre-rec for that. And yeah, he had like (laughs) two cups of coffee before he left school. It was a joke, degree? Merrick. Don't take it personal. I know. I'm boys, we're having fun here. I can't pick on the co-ods, I pick on Gary instead. Come on. Touche. So, anyways, we do this pool every year. We're usually very conservative. <clears throat> I'm at the Houston Rodeo, and I'm like, Gary, you know what? It's your year. We usually win 120 bucks, or we usually like lose 120 bucks. How it evens out. I even actually forgot to pay him the $60 from last year. So I'm like, Gary, you do it. Get an update. I see Gary spent about $2,200, $600 more than we usually spend. So I'm $1,100 for that. And then I'm texting my bu- I'm texting my buddy who runs the pool. I'm like, so how did Gary do? It's like everyone loves him, but he was increasing the prices on everybody trying to drive up the bids. So, <laughs> uh, so Iowa State and Providence are two reachers we got, but we got Purdue and Arizona. So I don't know how I feel about those, but it's kind of different rooting interest, and I don't need to directly bet against ours. But – Literally, I'd be happy. I'm 1100 invested in that right now. I'd love to get up to 900, which is feasible. And Gary, the big thing is in that pot, you get a three percent of the pot payout for the biggest upset and also the biggest blowout. So Gary took a lot of smaller teams under those considerations, and we've been pretty close with those last year. So if we hit one of those, we'll be fine. Well, hey, to to my point with filling out your bracket after you know your teams, you can still have all four of those teams go to the final four. But we learned our lesson last year with Purdue. That was, oh. Yeah, we learned something with that. And apparently what I've learned is no team has made it to the Final Four who was um, a one or two seed and went to the pre- season unranked. And that's Purdue and Marquette this year. Yeah, so I saw that as well. you haven't filled anything out yet. And Vermont might be the play tomorrow. Who knows? Boys, before we get any further into March Madness, can we please get an update from the Meadowlands? Aaron Rodgers just landed for the New York Jets. Boys, how fired up are you being a Jets fan? Or are you back to being a Jets fan? I think you converted and came back to the Bears. Are you now a Jets fan again? No, I'm a Justin Fields and pro Chicago staying in Soldier Field fan. But um, what I'll say is with Aaron Rodgers, I'm happy we have him. Zach Wilson was unacceptable what he did last year. They catered to the offense. They basically babied him, and he was kind of a horrible human being on and off the football field. With Aaron Rodgers, though, he's 39 years old. If they're going to pay him this money, he needs to be bought in, going to all voluntary workouts, all OTAs, playing in a preseason game, and getting ready to go to get used to this new team and kind of the similar offense. And also, I'm totally against him bringing on his entourage like Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. The Jets have all the pieces together besides a quarterback. They don't need these guys. They have an excellent wide receiver room as is. If Aaron Rodgers is 100% bought in, Jets are definitely a playoff team, and I think they're playing in the second week. But there's so many good quarterbacks in the AFC. I almost wish the Jets would switch over to the NFC right now because you got Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tua, um, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Allen. It's stacked out here in the AFC. But I like our chances with our defense and our young wide receivers. So it should be pretty good as long as Aaron Rodgers is bought in. I was going to say, watching that that Rodgers to Garrett Wilson next year, that's going to be fun to watch. Because, I mean, Wilson had a hell of a year, and I think having Rodgers, he's, he's going to have an, an even bigger year next year. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I love having Alan Lazard, too, with Elijah Moore and Wilson. But that should be it right there. We shouldn't be bringing on anybody else. That should be more than enough. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to do it, I doubt he passes up fifty million dollars for to not. He's show surrounded up by talent. He's surrounded by talent on the outside now, so he should be happy. He should. Yeah. I was wondering, Elijah Moore. He was crying all last year. He's still there, right? Yeah. yeah, and I don't blame him for crying last year. He's in the middle of his rookie contract. He wants to get paid, and Zach Wilson was horrible, and he was saying it all year. He was right. And think about this: Garrett Wilson is the first first round um, draft NFL receiver Rodgers has ever played with, and he's thirty nine years old. So, well, I mean, Adams was a go. second rounder, so let's not go too crazy. I know that that's the fun stat, but. Oh, yeah. Well, second round wide receivers. Let's look at the Bears. Claypool. Great guy. Hey, he's on. Jury's out. Gotta see what happens. 
I will say I, I did find it funny that tweet about Zach Wilson saying who are, you know, if we get a veteran QB in the off season, I want to make that guy's hell in practice, that guy's life hell in practice. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, he like, can't man, do anything right. This is really going to come and bite him in the ass. But of course, every media outlet was all over that, um, all over Twitter and, and uh, social media. But um, anyways, let's get back to March Madness. Here's how we're going to start this. We're going to start in the upper left-hand side of the bracket. You're going to pick any games that you like round one and round two, which will get us through the weekend. Uh, once we do that throughout the whole bracket, we're going to come back. We're going to pick uh, the final four, and then we're going to pick the championship championship game, and then any winners, um, any anything you might want to put a future on now um, that you may recommend. Blaze, we're going to start with you. We're going to go to the south region. So, again, upper left quadrant of the bracket. Uh, Alabama, the one seed, Arizona, the two, Virginia, the four, to highlight – uh, the top 25% of that bracket. Do you like any games here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Any second round games? Yeah, let's well? start out Thursday and Friday. Um, <clears throat> betting this bracket, I'd probably say I have the most plays on this one. Um, and there's a couple takeaways I want you to um, take away with this. I think the SEC is ridiculously overrated this year. And I think outside of Alabama, the committee kind of agreed with me. Texas A&M was second in their conference and they were a seven seed Auburn's a nine seed. Like it's mediocrity across the board. And I think that's going to catch up to Alabama. I really like West Virginia minus two tomorrow. They're battle tested. They play it. Um, they're going to be playing in a true neutral environment in Alabama and Maryland is horrible outside of college park. I love West Virginia minus two. And then here we go right away. Everyone is picking Alabama. This game's going to be on, this game's going to be, Played on Saturday sometime in the afternoon after a couple beers, whether you're in Chicago or Naperville for St. Patrick's Day or back in Dallas. I think West Virginia beats Alabama and goes to Sweet 16. I am not still all in on this team. I think they're in an overinflated and overhyped Alabama. SEC, I'm sorry. I like West Virginia in the Sweet 16 to beat Alabama. And then I think I want to – and it's going to kind of be chalked the rest of the way. I like San Diego State over Charleston. Charleston is not a good team. They shoot some of the mo- they shoot the top 23s in the country, but are only 222nd in three-point field goal percentage. San Diego State plays really good defense, and they'll be able to take advantage of Charleston, who plays too many unathletic, well-disciplined white guys. I like Virginia, too. Um, give me Creighton. And then really the only upset I have, and it's not even an upset because they're favorite, I like Utah State over Missouri. They have a great coach in Barry Odom, who was UMBC's coach when they beat Virginia. And they run a very well disciplined three point offense that should be able to take advantage of uh, take advantage of Missouri. So that's kind of what I like for the first couple of weeks, but uh, the first two games on this side of the South bracket. But West Virginia, Alabama is my big upset. I'm not I'm not sold on this team, even what what they did in the conference tournament last week. It's not that impressive. Yeah, I just don't like even further down the stretch. I don't think Alabama can make it all the way, especially dude, the more, the further they go, the more media attention this, this whole thing's going to get, it's going to get blown out of proportion completely. Um, not that it shouldn't get attention, but too much attention. Right. Um, I don't think that team can handle it. Please. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you there. I can see that happening, but Dave, uh, let's go to you, the South region this weekend. What games do you like? Well, I already have Arizona to reach the final four. That was a preseason uh, future that I put out there. So I still got that out there. Blaze, I want to ask you about Utah State. Mountain West, we believed in them last year, and they went. They got swept. How do you like their prospects this year? Um, I, I couldn't find a win total for those guys, but I do think they get at least um, two wins because I think Ohio, Utah State and San Diego State both win tomorrow. Okay, I'm With gonna, Nevada, I'm, I'm not sure. I like Virginia tomorrow. Uh, I think they're minus six. I saw them at minus five and a half earlier in the in the week. I just feel like Furman is getting too much heat and is getting is one of these sexy picks. And at this time of year, I mean, I, I think a lot of it comes down to public sentiment. And you kind of kind of, I try to fade myself and fade the public as much as I can to to whatever extent that ends up being successful will remain to be seen this year. But uh, a couple of plays that I like with that idea in mind. I think everyone and their mother likes Creighton to go to the Sweet 16. So for that reason, I'm going to take Baylor to beat them. Creighton's been been up and down all year. The Big East has been pretty good. 
but so is the Big 12. The Big 12 is really good. This isn't your classic Baylor team either where they're really good at defense and they're kind of, you know, similar to uh, Virginia. They're really good offensively, I think, and I think they could, they have enough to beat Creighton and, and go on to the, the Sweet 16. So Baylor plus 120 to go to the Sweet 16. That's like Virginia plus 145 to go to the Sweet 16. And uh, I'll take Arizona in the final four. Wow. I love it. I don't hate Baylor, by the way, Dave. Friday they were like plus 550 to win the region. And the more I'm looking at it now, the more – because every time I fill out a bracket and everybody I see likes Creighton just because Creighton kind of reminds me of Illinois where their ceiling is so high and their floor is just dog shit and they could lose to anybody. Yeah. And the, it's just – go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say I was going to hit on the same thing with, with Illinois is it's the same reason Illinois probably can't win at all but might be able to sneak into the Elite Eight is because, like, they can put together three really good games in a row. There's just no chance in hell – that Creighton and Illinois or like the Illinois types are going to put together six straight wins and win the national championship. Yeah. Even four straight wins. We've seen Creighton play actually two, three straight good games back to back. Illinois hasn't played 40 minutes all season. No, I know. Illinois, right. Illinois can't even play two halves. Even the games they've won down the stretch, they play terribly in the first half and they come storming back in the second. Yeah. Based on preseason expectations, Illinois were Illinois and Creighton major disappointments, but Illinois even a bigger disappointment than Creighton because at least Creighton kind of touched that ceiling a little bit. Illinois still kind of like in the basement trying to wonder how, where the hell the stairs are. I, I do agree with you too I, I, on San Diego State. I think it's a really bad matchup for Charleston. Thousand percent, um, thousand percent. I, 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 the only thing that makes me a little bit hesitant to take uh, San Diego State there um, is just the fact that Charleston still has 31 wins. And I agree. I think that they played a dog shit schedule. They didn't play anybody at all. And they were like, I think they might've been the last undefeated team uh, actually too. And they, they, they were fine down the stretch. They had 31 wins, but dude, I like San Diego state to win there. It just, I might end up picking Charleston just cause we all have Virginia and I like Virginia so much and just hope for an upset. So if you don't want to go bam, I, 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 you got a couple different options there then between me and blaze. Who do you like Mike? I mean, the front of the program play here is Baylor. All day long. Oh shit! I gotta back off my Baylor play now. Then no, you right can't. Of the program pick. Salazar's cousin is the head coach. No, no shit. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 gotta run and and he's related Patty's, to the to the Drews. The Patty C. Patty C. is a uh, is a Baylor executive MBA student right now. Oh, okay. You gotta ride that. You gotta gotcha. ride that. So I don't have any place here for the, for this weekend. Gun to my head. Hope you're standing behind me. I'm taking Virginia, not just because we have them in the uh, uh, in the pool. I actually picked them prior to the, the Calcutta uh, to come out of there in the final four, but I don't have any action here. Um, we've got again enough on on those four teams of the Calcutta. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I got a couple other plays in some other some other quadrants, but uh, let's head let's head uh, east actually to the to the east region. Purdue the one seed, Marquette the two. Kansas State the three and Tennessee the four. What plays do you like here, Dave? I'm going to go right back to you. What plays do you like here this weekend, and, and who do you like coming out of here? I actually like a couple games over over in this region. Uh, the first one is Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's only given three and a half. They've been up and down all year, but Providence has just been scuttling to the finish. Ed Cooley's got one foot out the door to Georgetown too. It sounds like it. It seems like it. So where do you, by the way, while we're, while we're talking about that type of thing, I guess we could wait until we talk about Iona. Where do you think Rick Pitino is going to go? Oh, Rick Pitino, the man of honor saying he's going to finish his career at Iona. Oh, he's going to St. John. St. John sold their soul to get back to relevancy. That, I actually, actually love that higher though. That actually makes perfect sense too. Cause Iona's in the Bronx and it's right there. He doesn't even have to move. I like that idea. Actually, that's a good call. Um, but I like Kentucky here because I think Providence is just, like we said, sputtered down the stretch. They had a pretty easy path last year when we had them in the Calcutta. Um, I, I just think Kentucky is way too talented, and you've got two teams that have just been kind of middling as of late. So just take the more talented team. I really like Kentucky three and a half there. The other one that I am going to go with is Oral Roberts. I know that it's going to be the sexy pick. Uh, Ken Palm says this should be a three-point spread. It's at like five and a half. And everyone and their mother remembers Max Asmus from – uh, two years ago, going to the uh, Sweet 16, almost going to the Elite Eight. They got him on the, the the roster still. I don't think the ACC is that good, which is a bad omen for Virginia. But um, I, we also, this just helps our Tennessee play. Because I think Tennessee should cruise past Louisiana, and then hopefully we get that upset from Oral Roberts and Tennessee can play them in the second round rather than Duke. 
Um, the only other play that I really like here is, and again, it's another one that the more I've dug into it, the more everyone else likes it. So I don't know if that should scare me or not. It's this Memphis against FAU. Memphis seems to be the sexy pick to upset Purdue right there. Um, and I think it's mainly just because they beat they beat uh, Houston in the uh, AAC championship at the end of the year there. Um, very similar to Charleston. The only thing that gives me pause there is Florida Atlantic won 31 games. And Florida Atlantic was much better, I think, than Charleston. Charleston got a bunch of love in the AP poll, but I think it was FAU that really should have been the, the mid – mid-major darling coming into the year and, and throughout the season. And then obviously in our draft pool, I took Marquette. So Marquette's going to be my pick to come out of that bracket. Um, Kansas State could easily come out. Blaze, I told you that I like Kansas State a lot this year, way earlier in the season. Uh, Keontae Johnson has been a revelation for, for Kansas State. They've also kind <clears> of <throat> evened out down the stretch after they got hot early. So, I, I mean, I think a lot of people will take Kentucky. <clears throat> I think a lot of people will end up taking Purdue. I'm going with Marquette here, and I think that they bucked the trend. I really like their their point guard, Tyler Kolek. He got a 6'3 white guy. He, he might not be able to be uh, getting his own shot too much, but I think it's the type of, of play that can can win for you in March, and they got a lot of talent up and down that roster and overachieved all year. Yeah, Dave, I'll start out with you right now. Like, you know, it's the end of the Coach K era when Duke gets a draw like this. Just uh, for perspective in that box down there in Orlando, Will Roberts is a five-point dog to Duke in Tennessee's an 11-point favorite against Louisiana there. So there's major upset potential, and I think Tennessee got a favorable draw. Uh, let's go back to my second Calcutta with Gary. Gary threading the needle here. So um, Gary took FAU, and he also took Purdue. So um, Merrick dislikes FedEx and Memphis more than me usually, but I'm actually dislike disliking Memphis more than Merrick these next two days because, man, I need Memphis to lose because they can knock out not one but two of me and Gary's big Calcutta teams with FAU and Purdue. Um, I do see with the, on the upper top, upper of this region, really only upset I see right here is Oral Roberts beating Duke and kind of straight chalk rest of the way with Purdue and Tennessee playing in the Sweet 16. I think down low is where it gets kind of goofy and I'm going to go and here's what I'm going to tell you. I think like we talked about, I like Kentucky. If you don't recall, Montana state played Texas tech last year in the NCAA tournament and they lost by like 35 and Texas tech's a very tall, athletic, lanky team that plays defense. Kansas state is not really that. And I think Montana state has a lot of returning starters. I think they're going to beat Kansas state this weekend. I like Montana state to beat in Kansas state. Michigan State and USC, I do not really know a lot about that. USC's play on the West Coast. I've lived in Illinois and I've lived in Texas, haven't lived in California. Don't know what to expect. Marquette and Vermont's a unique game. Interesting fact, Shaka Smarts only made it to this, either made it to the Final Four or basically lost in the first round of every tournament besides one his first year at Texas. I think this has kind of some upset potential here, so I don't know what to expect. But I'm kind of going chalk this bracket. I like Purdue in the Final Four. Really the only plays I would play this week, like Dave said, Oral Roberts plus five. And then I do think there is a good play right here to bet Purdue against Memphis because everyone and their mother is going to be on Memphis and you're going to get good value with Purdue. They're not as athletic as Memphis, but if Edie gets officiated fairly, Memphis is going to fall out and they're not going to be able to press and kind of pressure those guards. So those are my plays. I got Purdue in the final four in this that, week. That's a really good question. What do you, we know what uh, conference officials are going to be in Columbus for that Purdue Memphis game if it ends up being that? Yeah, I don't really know how it works, but I think. Um, Edie got officiated really rough three weeks ago, and that's when Purdue struggled. And then they've been calling it a little more fair. And it's going to be interesting how it goes with Memphis because they got these big guys. They got a two 25-year-olds. It'll be interesting. But I think Memphis just got a rough draw again, just like last year. They put a blue, brutal 9-8 game, and then they had to play Gonzaga, and now they're playing Purdue. So see how it goes, but I, I'm, not buying the, I'm not buying the Memphis hype, not with the FedEx stock or the college basketball team. Well, yeah, we know we don't like the FedEx piece, but um, I do like I like Purdue coming out of here, just going to the Final Four. I think that that backcourt of theirs really livens up a bit. I know they've been a little cold shooting wise. Um, look, I, I like that coming out of here. I don't have any any action this weekend here. I I don't hate the Oral Roberts play against Duke. If anything, though, I'm probably taking the over in that. Um, I did see a stat today: over unders in five twelve games are 17 and six uh, in their last 23 games. So I don't, I, I don't necessarily hate that. And, Mikey and hate stats the over. over here. I like that. Yeah. So 
I, I'm thinking about riding that. I'm actually gonna, we're going to put that in the parlay. I got I got to pick in the other two quadrants. That's going to be your, your your little your little action for. Um, I think all those games. Does Illinois play tomorrow? Or no? Yes. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. We'll be talking yeah, about Illinois, Iowa, play. and the over in Duke or Roberts. I'll give you the picks on the other two coming up in a bit, but that's going to be the parlay. There's going to be action on all three of those games. Um, let's go to the Midwest. The melting pot of America. We got Houston at the one seed, Texas the two, Xavier the three, Indiana the four, Iowa the eight seed here uh, playing Auburn. Who do you guys like this weekend, boys? I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you. Yeah, I think this is relatively good draws for Houston and Texas to get chalk all the way. I think one thing that is ridiculous is Auburn is a nine seed and they're playing in their home state. Iowa gets a horrible draw with that. Uh, more on this game in a bit. And that's kind of a difficult game maybe for Houston too, if that's a dicey game. On the other side of that, you're going to have Alabama fans at these games making sure Auburn doesn't stand a chance. So I'm still conflicted about that regional spot right there. But um, <clears throat> two games I'm going to bet tomorrow that I really like. I like Iowa playing Auburn. I think Auburn takes horrible shots. They do jump shots. The way you beat Iowa is you get to the basket and it's easy to do against them, but Auburn refuses to drive to the hoop. They take long, they take long twos and they shoot threes. That's a recipe for disaster with Iowa. I like Iowa in the over tomorrow. Give me them. Another game I like, I like Drake. I mentioned this. I, one of the things I'm big on in March is older and experienced guys. Drake has two 25 year olds and they also got a coach's son on the team. The spread was three and it was three and a half to five. And one of Miami's better players, I don't believe is playing anymore. I think this is a tough matchup for Miami. Give me Drake beating Miami. And those are kind of the two betting games I like. Just with how this will play out, I think it's going to get a little goofy. I think Houston is going to play Drake in the Sweet 16. And then I also think um, Kennesaw State's going to beat Xavier. And Tennessee is going to end up playing a double-digit seed, either Pitt or Kennesaw State in the Sweet 16. And then it's going to be Houston and Texas, which is a great Elite Eight preview. Um, to get be playing the final four in their home state. And I'm, I think Houston's going to overdo it. And I think Houston's going to get over the hump and they're going to be playing final four in their home hometown, home of Jim Nance. And also at the same time, I think Marcus Sasser was able to play last week. He's completely healthy. So I'm not worried about that injury at all. Give me Houston to get through. I think we're all on board with Houston to, to come out of this. Obviously, we've got a, enough vested interest there. Dave, what other action do you have on this this weekend? Uh, I'm actually Blaze. I'm fading the Drake pick here because I think it's got it's got a little bit too much hype. Jim Laranega typically does perform well in March Madness. You can go all the way back to George true. Mason. You can go all the way back to George Mason. Um, Miami what, last Miami, year, Elite Eight. I know that's what I'm saying. Miami usually per, uh, performs pretty well too. Um, I think the guy that was supposed to be out, I can't think of his name, but I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet today that he's supposed to play. Um, I, I think two is just way too little, so I'm just going to take Miami. Just given the two, you can basically take a money line if you just think they're going to win just as easy. Um, Blaze, to your point, I understand about uh, Auburn, that is. I understand that there's certain rules that they have to follow, and if you look at the other um, the other seeds, like where else were you going to put Iowa and Auburn? But for Auburn to be a nine and Iowa to be an eight and have to play in Birmingham is a joke. It's also a joke that Houston's going to have to play Auburn if Auburn wins in Birmingham, which is a pseudo-home game, like a semi-home game for Auburn. Um, I still like Houston a lot. I say Sasser sits out the first game and ends up playing on uh, Saturday. Uh, I really like them to come out of here. Also on the lower half, I'm kind of on board with the rest of America here with uh, some of the hype I've heard around Texas A&M being way underseeded. I think Texas A&M gives Texas a good game, especially, um, you know, it's kind of a rivalry game, uh, Texas versus Texas A&M. It's going to be a bigger rivalry game going forward even too um, when they're both in the SEC. So I, I, I kind of like Texas A&M to come out of that little spot down there. That Penn State-Texas A&M is a great Thursday night game. It's an awesome game. There. I think it's going to be a great game. And my like, heart says The Penn thing, State, though, but... is, Dave, I'm not high in the SEC conference, and Texas A&M's best non-conference win is DePaul. So that's true. That's, that's just kind of the way I see it. But that's a great game. You all right? I had to close the door. Oh, was Roxy coming in? No, Taze was sticking his snout in. I was trying to kick oh, it close. But I, I forgot I had headphones in. Things got all helter skelter over here for a second. Yeah, you were bobbing and weaving over there. I know how about it. I love the over on this Iowa game. I'm gonna drop drop a couple more stats for you, boys. Uh Iowa is seven and three in their last ten tournament games on overs. Um and look, the way that they've been shooting the ball, they've been lights out. Now, uh I think this is a 
uh, Christopher Rickard stat, but they don't they don't do well with the with the Wilson balls. That team doesn't. So um, if they're using Wilson basketballs, we we might be in trouble. Merrick, they're no. using Wilsons, but they use it in the Big Ten. So they're, yes. they turn them at the game. Please so have they're used stat. to it at least one time. But yeah, they're gonna need uh they're gonna need to get over that mental hurdle. I think I think they'll be just fine. I think they're gonna shoot shoot the, the gym out. I I don't think they make it past Houston. I think Houston steamrolls Iowa. Um if Iowa shooting is lackluster, I mean they're they're ride or die on that that mid range and, and, and three point shot. So um I obviously hit Love that over. I love Houston coming out of this, going to the final four. No other action. I, I will be curious to see how far Texas gets. I think if it, I, a Texas-Houston Elite Eight would be pretty fun to watch, especially being down here. Um, I, I, yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be pretty cool to see. But um, who knows if it gets there. But Dave, any other plays on this before we – no, I was just going to say that the, the middle portion of this bracket is really interesting because I don't think anyone really likes Xavier. I don't think anyone really likes, toss. I, I yeah, no idea no really likes Iowa State. Um, I mean, even Indiana, I think a lot of people are going to end up taking Kent State too because like Indiana is the same type of team. Like you can show up. They got two that should be NBA players. So Indiana could easily win this bracket too. It's a team that no one's really talking about. Hood Shafino and uh, Trace Jackson Davis, they got two NBA caliber players. But I feel like I've gotten sucked into that trap so many times in like filling out a bracket where you're like, oh, they've got so many NBA players. There's no way they can lose. And the teams that I specifically remember in this same spot, being a four seed, ton of NBA talent, getting upset early. One is Kevin Durant as a four seed. They lost in the second round. That Arizona team that we had in the Calcutta that got upset by Buffalo. And then Wake Forest got upset by uh, Cleveland State. I can't remember who they had on that team, but the same thing, like two Chris NBA Paul. guys. It wasn't Chris Paul. It was two NBA guys that were going to that team. It was more oh, recent than Chris right. Paul. Chris Paul was the the 2-7 game against Kevin Pitsnagel in West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia beat him in the second round. I remember that too. But it's just I feel like I've gotten sucked into this before, but Indiana really doesn't have that much else besides those two guys. So And um, Mac teams I, always play well in the tournament. Akron should have beat UCLA last year. Yeah. So it's just Yeah, I don't know. I could see I it's it's one of those things I can convince myself. It's kind of true of the entire bracket and it's kind of what everyone's been saying all year there's not really like any far and away best team every team has their flaws every team is vulnerable i like houston the most because they've got a bunch of guys that have been there before i like kelvin sampson um i like the they brought most of the guys back they don't go super deep but you know sasser at the point they really need him to play if he doesn't play i don't like houston nearly as much but if he does i think they're the best team in the country but it's pretty wide open Besides that, it's like you could really you could state your case and convince me on pretty much every seed, every team, like one through six in every bracket and convince me why you think that they should they could go all the way. Speaking of, let's let's finish the bottom right portion, the West region, Kansas, the one seed, UCLA, the two. I think they got a good, pretty good draw down there. Gonzaga, the three, UConn, the four. And then you got Illinois in the nine seed. Who really like this weekend? What, do you guys think Illinois makes it out of the first, second yeah, round? Let's do this one first. So I've I heard this. Like, what do they say? And immovable force meets a something object. What's that saying, Dave? The unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Yeah. So with Illinois and Arkansas, it's stoppable force meets the immovable object. And yeah. Who's like, going to show up? Yeah. And like this is Illinois in a nutshell. They are three hundred thirtieth and shooting threes, but they take the 65th most threes in the country. <laughs> and they, and then, they led the big 10 in two points. And they led, yeah. And yeah. just so it gets even more ridiculous, they're top 18 in the country shooting two point field goals. They're 55%. Arkansas has the top 25, three point defense team in the country. If Illinois shoots more than 15 threes, this game, Brad Underwood's an idiot. This team is the stupidest team in college basketball this year because there's no reason they should be shooting this many threes against this good a three-point shooting defense team. They need to get to the hoop. They need to bench Dane Danger, play five wide so they can clear the paint and get to the basket with TSG and only have Matthew Meyer shoot threes. I'm getting off work at 3 o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to have a couple of Modellos with limes and watch this team. I'm fully expecting this team to be up by 20 at half, and then they lose the game, and, and then they lose the game. That's my take right there, but who knows? Dave, um, what do you think of this game? And then give us your predictions for this for the group of death 
um, that, region. That just doesn't happen, though, with Illinois basketball. Illinois likes to go down by 15 and then tease you and then lose at the end and not finish at the end. I, I mean, if anything, that Penn State game should be encouraging because – Finally, you didn't see us shoot a million fucking threes and just stand around. You've realized that we had an advantage down low and you started pummeling the ball down low and gave it to Dane Danger down low. Um, couldn't finish that one. Offense went completely absent. Everybody disappeared in the last five minutes. Execution down the stretch has been horrendous all fucking year. So many games that we were in at the last five minutes or so. Iowa was one of those games. Um, Penn State, we had two of those games like that. Purdue was one of those games. Illinois always seems to be in it at the end and can't quite can't quite convert. Um, I, I'm obviously picking Illinois here. I, I like Illinois to win. I like Illinois facing Kansas in the second round. The um, I guess it'd be an Illinois revenge game against Bill oh Self. Oh my God, Dave. Bill Self. I Bill feel Self, like I'm listening to the message board here. Bill Self might not even play probably because he's too scared. He's going to have a heart attack going up against Brad Underwood. Um, I, realistically though, Arkansas is like, these are two of the exact same teams insanely talented could be anybody in the country but also as i mentioned earlier like there's just zero shot that either of these teams can win four straight games and look good for four straight games because when they play at their worst illinois can be beaten by literally anybody in the bracket anybody and when they play their best they can beat anybody in the in the the, the bracket but the problem is they play their worst way too fucking often and just completely shit the bed way too often, especially in the first half, giving up big leads and their execution in the last five minutes is just so goddamn bad sometimes that it's 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 been the most frustrating team. It's been very fun to watch still. It's always enjoyable, but we'll see. I love Illinois tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna be hyped up for the game. Uh unlike you Blaze, I'm not expecting I don't have like insanely high expectations, but I'm like I, I think Illinois is gonna win. Whereas I feel like you you don't think that's gonna happen. So We'll see. We'll it's see. Not high expectations. It's the expectation was a Sweet 16 this year, and like after Tech, we beat Texas and UCLA. That was feasible, and somehow we've been stuck in neutral or going backwards. So, like, there's a chance we do make the Sweet 16. But like I said, I, I'd give it a five percent chance. Just we can't play 40 minutes of basketball in five months. So how is it going to start now? Just because it's a tournament, right? And the longest win streak Illinois had all year was four games. Yeah, I like the under in that game. I like the Dave, under that Merrick, I'm with the under on you too. I'm looking up stats right now. <laughs> these teams love the chuck from downtown, and we can blame Steph Curry on this and these college players watching TikToks. But Arkansas <laughs> also shoots 31.7% from three. That's 304th in the country. So there's going to be some broken backboards in Des Moines, and some fans <laughs> better be careful watching this game because they might get decked with the basketball. Yeah, I mean, both, both of these teams – hit the under more times than they did the over. It was about 55-45 on average, unders to overs um, this year. And Illinois, their last eight tournament games have all gone under. I don't know if that means that they're due or we're going to keep riding that trend. I think we're going to keep riding that trend and we're going to go under for the reasons that you mentioned, boys, and the fact that both of these teams um, you know, are, are pretty uh, inconsistent from deep. At least, at least uh, Arkansas doesn't chuck it up all the time from three. They they shoot it at the 346th highest rate, so they're way down at the bottom from three points. Whereas Illinois is closer to the top, and they both stink it percentage wise. Yeah. Who do you like coming out of here? I've I've got UCLA just because I don't think the top half of that bracket is very stable, um, and I could see Kansas probably losing in the Sweet 16. Um, so I've got UCLA for that reason. Boys, who do you got coming out of here? Um, I have UCLA too. And a hot take here, I think UNC Asheville is going to be a tougher contest with them with than compared to Northwestern or Boise State. Um, I like UCLA. If I'm Bobby Hurley and UConn, I'm pissed I got Iona. I think that's a horrible draw. They're going to be in Albany. Iona travels well, and they have a good alumni who's fairly wealthy. So I think they'll be there. And then you have to play St. Mary's two days later. I know UConn fans will travel well, but that's a brutal draw, I think, for the top three. Um, so what? how I think this will play out, I think UCLA is going to play TCU in the Sweet 16. TCU has put it together this year, but they've just been injured. And I know their center's out, but I think everyone's on the Gonzaga bandwagon because they've been playing really well to close out the season. But that's just the West Coast Conference. They haven't played good competition lately. I think UCLA beats TCU. And then what I'm going to go with right here is I think Kansas is going to be St. Mary's. 
A lot of chalk right here. UCLA plays Kansas in Las Vegas in the Elite Eight. That would be an awesome game to go to. And I think UCLA is in the final four. David? I obviously like UCLA here too, but if you want me to pick a different pick, I'm going to take UConn here. I like UConn versus UCLA in the Elite Eight. UConn was the best team in the country for the first half of the season, and I think they kind of figured it out again down the stretch. They got a lot of talent too, but to Blaze, as you said, a lot of pressure on them. Uh, that coaching staff, they've never won a Big Ten game since Hurley's been there. Or uh, not a Big Ten game, a tournament game since Hurley's been there. Um, a lot of pressure on that team. Um, and to your point, a bad draw against Iona. But I think if they get past Iona, they could easily uh, get past Kansas. But, of course, I have them playing Illinois. No shit. Um, so uh, UConn would be my other little bit of a dark horse pick there. Not even necessarily a dark horse. The only other game I wanted to ask you guys about was because I'm taking Northwestern, I think, Blaze is my other survivor pick. So I've got those two picks. I'm taking Northwestern, Illinois. Can't bet them, so might as well have some action on them. Uh, Northwestern, Boise State. Boise State has never won a tournament game versus Northwestern, who's won one single tournament game because it's only their second tournament ever. You have a, you have a take on that? Um, No, but I do wonder if that kid who was crying in the Gonzaga game with Northwestern several yeah. years ago, that's the AD's son, right? Yes, they already showed a picture of him. He was at the game yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, so he just looks like a normal. He just like a normal fucking teenager, like the scrappy hair, like the oh. TikTok generation. It looks all okay, the that, that's going to be good because I'm a su- yeah. over under five zoom ins on that kid in the Northwestern Boise State game uh, tomorrow at tomorrow. And it's also hilarious that game's on True TV because nobody wants to watch it. So that's a great decision by the NCAA tournament producers. All right, so let's go to the finals. Dave, you've got UCLA against Houston. And then who'd you have on the left side? Uh, I ended up, for our purposes, I ended up, uh, I told you Arizona is who I would take there. And, and Marquette. Oh, and Marquette is who I'm going to pick there because I got them in our pool. Sorry, that one's not in the game notes. All right, who do you got? Who do you no, got I didn't going take the, it in the game notes. Dude, who, do you go, who do you got going to the finals then? I mean... I, if I'm going to have to pick between these two, because I mean, obviously everything, every time you fill out a bracket, you start loving these teams and loving these upsets. And you're like, I got to fucking pick one of these teams to go to the final four or go to the final. Give me Houston over Arizona. Arizona played well last year, had a really good team and overachieved last year. I think this is the year for them. Arizona in the champ- championship. Give me Houston over Arizona. We're going to be some pretty rich dudes. If, uh, if Houston comes out on top of that, I love that boys. What about you? UCLA, yeah, so my, my final Houston. four, I got UCLA, Houston, Purdue, and uh, no comment. It's basically anybody but, but Alabama. That's my <laughs> victory right there. Um, I really don't know. Like, I it could be Creighton, it could be Arizona, hell, it could be San Diego State or Virginia. I just don't, I think Alabama goes down in the first round, and I think it kind of gives me a little confidence with the group think. Everyone has Alabama advancing to at least the final four, and that feels just like Kentucky last year. So hopefully that rings the same. Then I got Houston Purdue in the championship game. This is what I did for my bracket. And then I got Houston taking down taking down the Nets. Great season for Purdue. Matt Painter's first Final Four. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think Houston's the favorite. And I just can't get this out of my head. Not even because I have huge financial incentives on this. Jim Nance's last NCAA tournament. Jim Nance went to Houston University of Houston. Jim Nance is calling the national title game. There's no better way to go out than have Jim Nance call his alma mater's first national title victory. That would be that would be a pretty cool ending to a really a really great career. Um, however, I don't think they're going to get out of the Final Four. I think they end up losing to UCLA boys. Purdue, UCLA, Purdue's going to end up taking down Virginia. Um, but don't worry, the three of us are going to be very wealthy because we will have Houston and U- and Virginia. Excuse me, in the Final Four. Uh, I think I think the Boilermakers can do it. Now again, that's pretty contingent on their uh, on their shooting in the backcourt. But um, Edie's player of the year, you know, unanimous All American, and then look if if they get if they get some decent shooting in the backcourt, I, I think they can really really do it this year. But we'll see, we'll see. That's a beauty of March Madness. It's great. Tomorrow's gonna be awesome. Blaze, you should love our picks with Houston and UCLA too. I apologize if I already mentioned this, but Kelvin Sampson and Mick Cronin, good, really good coaches. You're not going to have the uh, Kansas issue with Bill Self. Yeah, that's 100. percent That's what you got to do. And also, those teams both have senior guards who have. Been... Sasser's got to play. Sasser's yeah. got to play. He's going to play, but they've 
their guards have both been to a final four before. Like nothing is going to flounder that team. Like even if Houston plays Auburn and they're down 10, nothing to start the game in front of a bunch of whack job inbred Auburn fans, they'll still be able to calm down and, and ride it. There'll be some bumps along the way, but man, Dude, if it's Houston and UCLA in the final four, I'm a very wealthy man. We need Bona to play the center that's been hurt. But to your point, dude, fucking Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, they've been there since the, the Final Four uh, team a couple of years ago. Yeah, and what I love and about Jaime Houston, Jaime Jaquez is a stud. I know Jalen Clark's out, but, dude, they, they got a really good veteran team. I still really like UCLA. Yeah, no, I think Gonzaga's a brutal draw for them. I don't know why they would keep them in the West, but it is what it is. You play six games. One of them's going to be tough or unfair. I think UCLA got a good draw to the Sweet 16, and that gives time to get Bonna healthy. That's a really good point too. Like how easy would it have been to just switch uh, Kansas state and Gonzaga or, or something of that nature? Or yeah. Even, or even like, UCLA should be in Alabama's um, like, I think Arizona got a better draw up there looking at all the games. Would, would you like that more with, with UCLA running into UCLA running into Alabama? Cause I think the West is in, in Vegas too. Like that's still a really nice place. It is. For like that's the, that's like, a it's awesome for UCLA to play there too. It's a quick yeah, drive. It's like the three seed. If you're the best two seed or one of the best two seeds, you shouldn't be playing one of the best three seeds, which I think is Gonzaga. But that's, that's the whole point, though. They're playing in Vegas. It's a quick drive for everybody. Like, you got UCLA in the West. That's huge. Yeah. Nope. We'll see I, how I it goes. I think you're thinking from the wrong perspective. I like UCLA because of that reason. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow's basically Christmas morning all over again. It's the all best. I'm it's excited. Fantastic. I can't. We got a lot of big games tomorrow. Just like purely on money line for our Calcutta, we need some big wins. So it's it's it. The Calcutta stuff makes these early games so much even more exciting for the teams you have because it's like all you need to do is win. You don't need anything else. And if you're in a close game, it is so goddamn nerve wracking, and I can't wait to be nervous about it. It's so much fun. I was saying at work, and I was telling Rachel the same thing. Like for normal people, this is just another week. And for college basketball fans and for us, it is a goddamn holiday. It's the best. Yeah, we'll see. If we think Thursday, if we think tomorrow night's going to be treacherous, just wait until Saturday. No, I know. Saturday's going to be even worse. Saturday's going to be brutal. Well, as you said, Blaze, it's a one day at a time tournament these next four days. It literally is one day on, one day off for us. I just like the players. I was going to say, I'm already getting sick for my 2 p.m. meeting tomorrow because. If if Sutton doesn't go, it, it, everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry. But I'm just saying, after that Virginia game right out oh. of the gates, 11:40 a.m. I know. You think, I, you think I'm paying attention between hey, that and two? No we doubt. Had, we had Providence in one of those earlier games last year, though, and it worked out really well. Providence completely handled. Yeah, I remember a bunch of those guys were texting me during that game. You guys, you got great value in Providence. Yeah, I know. We were excited yeah, about we that. We'll we'll see after that game. We'll see what happens. It's all up to the to the players to decide. And as Mike Mullen would say, I can't go wait to go yell at the TV screen at some 19-year-olds for the next four days. <laughs> next four days, more like the next four weeks. How about Jesus it? Christ. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, fellas, I know we're running pretty long here. Any other uh, updates, any other plays? Yeah, so speak, back, to what, back to what I convinced Merrick, Dave, and Hep to do. So. <laughs> There's this round robin parlay. So what I basically did was we basically are betting every game to go to overtime on Thursday and Friday. So we each paid a hundred bucks and it's basically a, it's a, we're betting every two leg parlay scenario possible. So there's 55 different options. And basically what we need is to hit two overtimes tomorrow. And we're in the, and we went and we're in the, and we're in the green and we hit three. We're really well off. We hit four. We can retire. And we, so, we don't have Illinois or Northwestern in there either, though. So we need those games to not go to overtime. Yeah, so we, we don't want those it. to go to overtime. But How those two go to overtime and no one else goes to overtime, we're going to die. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be fun. But that's what we're doing Thursday and Friday. That's just our little uh, March Madness. I'm calling it the March Madness slot play. And um, I don't care what there is. I started this. This started with me. If someone else takes credit with it, like Barstool, FanDuel, Action Network, Stucky, that loser, it started in my brain with you this. fucking heard him. Awesome hey, play. You, hey, awesome. all, all you guys, hey, Portnoy, you're listening? You heard the man. If you the round in, robin overtime parlay. That is that is something that is just fun to root for, and you want good games, and that's what it is. I think I think Mullen even texted us, too. He's like, we've gotten fucking destroyed on every other round robin we've ever done. Yes, because those but NHL totals not this are time, stupid. Though. Not this time, though. Boys, yeah. how do I how do I bet this? You can't. You have to bet it with a legal book book, book booking app. 
Like you can get in with us on Friday if you want. Boys, I want in tomorrow. I don't I don't have FanDuel. That's gonna be your issue. Is I yeah. think it's only gonna be on FanDuel. Or like it might be on DraftKings, Dave, or points bet. Do I I'll look call, do I have to call Denise and have her log into my Oh, account she won't know how to do this. I don't even know how to place this bet. Yeah, this is a round robin of all overtime plays. It's gonna take a while to put in. Yeah, Dave might be able to do it, but um Dave, they can might you look be able it up? to do it. But I can look at it on uh DK and on uh, points bet. I'm itching. I'm itching. Look. Yeah, we can loop you in on Friday. All right. All yeah, right. we didn't place that one yet, did we? Hey, actually, all five of us, we did a parlay once, and we got paid out. That yeah, that's World true. Cup and that NFL money line. We did pretty good on that. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's all I got. Degenerate, degenerates the next two days. Call me the Silicon Valley Bank, and I got, I got bad news for our listeners out there. The federal government ain't coming to bail us out if we lose it all. I know. We, yeah, they you are. Know, Merrick, I'm talking about my financial well-being, not some not some bank in California, New York. Uh, I'm in real America right now. They didn't bail out the bank. They just said that the depositors aren't going to lose their funds. Yeah, just imagine having uh three million dollars in a deposit and saying, "Oh, okay, it's not just 250k. We'll we'll get it all out." Not a good precedent. We'll see how it plays out, though. Moral hazard. I'm not in government anymore. Not my problem. Yeah, it's moral hazard. I agree. All right, let the well, banks fail, except for mine. Yeah, <laughs> as long as Cornerstone National isn't going under, we're fine. Very safe, very well positioned. Move your funds over here. We never lose. Cornerstone. Never. I do. Never. My opinions Stone represent hard. my own and not those of Cornerstone National Bank and Trust Company of Illinois. <laughs> Protected by FDIC. One one two. FDIC. Equal housing lender. <laughs> All right, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, good luck. Happy gambling, gentlemen. Can't wait to be. Fired up for the next four days and the next four weeks. And shout out to our audio engineer for uh, getting this in the lab really quick and getting it out for everyone. Love it. See you, boys. See you, fans. Peace. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.